Welcome to the CompTIA BizTech Podcast, where we talk with industry leaders across our communities and councils to discuss business challenges, opportunities, and strategies for success. So in business, we talk a lot about ceilings, interestingly. Usually our ceilings in business are things that prevent people, or in some cases, organizations from reaching their full performance potential. These may be glass ceilings or performance ceilings or other kinds of ceilings. In the context of organizations, there have always been ceilings over small businesses, it seems. Uh, But over time, technology has helped shatter many of those limitations uh, and ceilings for our small business community. Uh, For so long, certain capabilities were just not within reach of the small business. Early on, even computers were these big, you know, things that filled whole rooms that cost, you know, millions of dollars and certainly only the largest of the corporations uh, could afford an actual computer. Well, the PC changed that. And now, um, you know, every small business is run, can be run from a, a smartphone even, but they have, you know, tons of commuting, computing capability at their fingertips. Uh, you know, enterprise software is another great example. You know, early on, to have a tool like a, a CRM tool or an ERP tool or a high-end business analytics capability, only the very largest corporations that could afford you know, very expensive enterprise software agreements and those kinds of things could have those kinds of tools available. Now every small business has those tools available through cloud software and SaaS, you know, uh, monthly subscription kind of services. There's some very powerful software available even to the smallest of business. So you know, these ceilings are being broken. And much like computing power and that enterprise software, you know, having a real um, DEI strategy has been seen by many small businesses probably as, you know, purely the domain of the large enterprise. You know, surely our little organization can't benefit from a thoughtful DEI strategy. Surely that's beyond our reach. Or in some cases, they may just think, oh, we're too small. It's not really necessary. It can't help us any. So my name is Gary Bixler, and this is your BizTech podcast. Our discussion today will show you that those perceived limitations uh, are not real. And indeed, this may be a false ceiling for our SMBs that can easily be uh, broken through. So joining me today to discuss this is Yvette Steele, Director of our Advancing Tech Talent and Diversity Community. Welcome in, Yvette. Hi there. Thank you. Glad to be here, as always. Well, very, very glad to have you. And as we record this, I am staring out my window in Austin, Texas at about seven inches of snow with snow falling still, temperatures below freezing, have been for a week. And I'm probably not getting a lot of sympathy from someone uh, that lives in Chicago and probably has more snow than that, has had more days below freezing. But I can tell you, uh, us Texans are not prepared for it, and you know that because it's on the news, uh, and just just how unprepared we are, and it's uh, it's uncomfortable. I have to say, we're safe, fortunately, and, and my family is safe, uh, and there's been certainly some that aren't. So our, our thoughts are with them, but I do have to wonder uh, for you, Yvette, who have uh, you know spend your time in the frozen north, I would think, in, in Chicago. What secrets do you have to deal with this? You know, on a, not only a you know daily basis, but for several months at a time. I can't even imagine. Yeah, um, and having lived here all my life, it's something that I don't think you ever get used to. I 
tell myself I should get used to it. But as we speak right now, I think today is the first day that we've had double digits for a temperature. I think it's about 17 right now. And um, all this week, it's been maybe five or six. We've been getting walloped with snow. I can't, there's just a very narrow path to get into my walkway because the snow was just piled up so very high. And, um, and even that's a, a layer of ice. I'm salting constantly because when the sun hits it, it just melts a little bit. And oh, and I've got icicles that are, um, that are hanging off my gutters. I have gutters that are, um, they're covered. They're, they're, they're the kind that have the, the covers on them and the right. ice just kind of folds their, themselves over. And I've got icicles that are probably five, six feet tall that are hanging in my doorway that I have to take my show and keep hitting it. It's, um, it's, it's really insane. And I, I wanna say that, um, you know, the young folks love it. You know, I have a 11 year old niece and, you know, she makes fun out of it, but yeah, living in Chicago all my life, I don't think it's something we ever get used to. Um, we just pack our patients on a regular basis and brace ourselves knowing that, you know, it'll be over soon. Well, that's good to know um, for sure that it's not uh, all easy, even for those that are have experienced it and are expecting it. Uh, it's, it was interesting. Our weatherman last night, you know, talked about the icicles. And he said, you need to make sure and take a broom or something and knock those icicles down because when they melt, they'll come down like daggers. It's like, I never even thought of that, you know. And they do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, things that, that you need to know whenever you deal with this uh, this kind of weather. Well, we're ready for it to melt and go away. I can tell you that. The forecast for this weekend is beautiful, so we just got to get there. Anyway, so on to the topic at hand. Really great conversation that you had with a great group of folks uh, on this topic. Give me your thoughts on kind of how the discussion went and what your impressions were of the uh, conversation. You know, um, and talking with the, the, the diversity committee from VCOM, I was, it was just pure delight. It was really inspiring to see how they didn't let the, you know, we're too small or we don't need to, or, you know, we're diverse enough already. You know, we don't have to worry about these things they started from where they were. Um, when you listen to uh, what their, um, what their uh, head of HR was saying, that she knew that this was something that they needed to work on. And they grabbed the bull by the horns and, and they're making progress slowly. You could tell by listening to the comments and the other people that were on the call, how the, the change has impacted the way that they work and how um, they really appreciate the efforts that the organization is making and how uh, VCOM has um, really embraced the concept of diversity, equity, and inclusion within the organization and how they're already able to see uh, the impact that it's making on the engagement of, of their employees. So, they're also at, uh, at the very early stages. So they're not at the point where they're realizing the full benefits of more profitability um, and being able to uh, see those outperformance benefits of their competitors, but they're on a journey. And I think this is a great uh, tee up for us to visit them again next year to see how 
um, their performance has changed year over year as a result of adopting these practices. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I hope we can do that. And uh, it was a very interesting conversation. I appreciate you bringing them uh, to the, uh, the podcast. And without further ado, let's uh, listen in. Awesome. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the new podcast from the Advancing Tech Talent and Diversity Community. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about leveraging diversity for small businesses. So my name is Yvette Steele. I lead the CompTIA Advancing Tech Talent and Diversity Community. We are uh, 6,000 members strong, and we focus on workforce development and diversity and equity and inclusion for uh, large and small businesses. So whether you're looking to launch a diversity initiative or enhance your diversity initiative, uh, CompTIA has tools and resources to be able to help you to do that. And one of the things that really help people get engaged with us is joining our community, joining us on LinkedIn. So why don't you start at the end of this podcast to search CompTIA Advancing Tech Talent on LinkedIn, and you'll find um, our LinkedIn group where there's lots of conversation, there's job postings there, our tip of the day is there, and of course, you're going to meet interesting people. So join us as soon as this podcast is over. Today, we are covering a topic that's near and dear uh, to my heart, diversity, equity, and inclusion for small businesses. Here's something really amazing. Uh, and I'm flabbergasted by this number. Maybe many of you aren't, but this kind of blows me away. According to the US government, there are about 28 million small to mid-sized businesses in the United States. 28 million. That's just a huge number to me. And as we know, they drive significant economic growth and more importantly, create jobs to the tune of 1.5 million jobs annually. Now, this is pre-pandemic, but you get the picture. It's significant. So when we consider diversity in the workplace, over the past 10 years, there have been hundreds of studies that have been conducted on the importance of building teams that don't look or think the same way. So don't take my word for it, just Google findings from PwC, Deloitte, Cloverpop, Boston Consulting Group, and scores of others, but they've all weighed in. And essentially, long story short, diverse companies have an increased likelihood of outperforming industry peers on profitability over time, while companies that lack diversity are losing ground. The higher the representation, the higher the likelihood of outperformance. So that got me to thinking, why is it that so few SMBs leverage diversity as part of their growth strategy? So rather than you know, try to make my best guess, the community sent a survey out to our members to find out and the responses pretty much echoed what I had been hearing. They were citing challenges like, I don't know where to start, or I don't have the time and the resources to dedicate to such an initiative, or I think I'm too small for diversity. And that's why I think that the VCOM story is so important. We've got to tell the truth of the matter. You're not too small. You can start where you're at. There's got to be at least one thing that you can change. 
And it doesn't have to be a steep investment of time and resources. It's something that you can build upon gradually and celebrate your wins along the way. That said, I am happy to welcome the VCOM Dream Team, AKA members of their diversity council, Miranda Ruan, account executive, Cassandra Allen, director, talent management, Reka Venterpali, VP HR operations, Gerard Abdul Hafiz, in invoice management analyst. So let's begin by letting our audience get to know you. Miranda, let's start with you. Tell us about your role and what you're most curious about as it relates to diversity, equity, and inclusion. All right. So um, first off, uh, I'm also on the Executive Council for Advancing Tech Talent in Diversity along with Yvette, and it's one of my favorite things that I've gotten to do in the last year. Um, and with BCOM, I work as an account executive, so I work on managing our customer relationships and fostering, ensuring understanding of our software and managed services. Uh, so I kind of tie in, you know, how does VCOM work with our community and work with our customer base? Uh, and kind of with that in mind, what I have been most interested in, uh, you know, from a growth perspective, you know, how do you take, you know, individual contribution to corporate contribution to the community? And, you know, whether you are, you know, being a small drop in the bucket, how do you create those ripples that can affect things at large? So that's super, super interesting to me to learn about. Awesome. Uh, who wants to go next in introducing themselves? Reka? Thank you, Yvette. Um, I am Reka. I am the head of HR at Vcom Solutions. My role uh, basically here is um, people, engagement, culture, um, and operations, making sure, you know, everything runs smoothly for Recom in terms of um, people operations. And the most, um, why I got involved in the DNI initiatives or why it is important to me is I, after being an immigrant myself and having gone through some of the experiences, maybe not to the extent of other, most other people have, but I too went through some discrimination along my career and my life here. Uh, it's been almost, what, 26, 27 years since I've been here in this country, and I have not been very uh, involved in much of DNI until now. Um, I guess we just took it for granted that my life is fine, so it must be fine for everybody else. But everything that recently happened, um, it really um, shook me, and that is when I started actually paying attention and being more intentional about what is all this, why is it important, why does it matter to me, my kids, my family, and my friends, my neighbors, and again, my VCOM community, and how we can really make things better for everyone um, in terms of equality, in terms of, you know, diversity. Um, and then I started reading up, I started talking to people, I started um, just going out into the community and learning more. And every time I learn something, it is it is an eye-opener, and I was like, well, I didn't think this happened or this was happening, 
but sadly it does and it gave me a chance to learn all of that and work on how not to do certain things myself and how to encourage people to be better to be more inclusive and to be more embracing of everybody regardless of skin color religion or sexual orientation or whatever we are all the same just be a better human being i really like what you said about it's just as important knowing what not to do so um and 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 thank you for bringing that up uh, who wants to introduce themselves next okay cassandra take it away so you know gerard that leaves you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gerard, you're up. You're on deck. <laughs> um, so I'm Cassandra Allen, the director of um, talent management at Vcom, and my role is one that spans the entire employee life cycle. So from um, attracting and engaging with candidates uh, to hiring new people into the fold at Vcom, and um, encouraging them throughout their career path and their journey and their life cycle at Vcom. Um, and just making sure that they're included and felt taken care of uh, during that time here with us. Um, so I think probably one of the key reasons that um, I'm really passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion um, hits close to home. Um, and my daughter is biracial. Um, and to be honest, prior to 2020 and the events that happened, um, kind of kicking off with some of the uh, murders by police um, of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and others, um, I hadn't really realized the importance of raising my daughter as um, with the whole history, with everything that she needed to be aware of and know and understand about what it's like to be um, a black woman in America. And um, I wasn't uh, familiar with it myself personally. Um, and it was really kind of a, a course in education for me. And it, it was something that I needed to learn and I'm still learning. Um, and definitely um, something where I don't necessarily feel like I'm a subject matter expert yet and kind of a little bit of that imposter syndrome creeps up as I continue to find myself in these podcast environments um, talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, but something that really means a lot to me and that I'm passionate about and really wanting to um, to learn more about so that I can make an impact and a difference in my community and in the areas that will impact my daughter as she continues to grow. So it's really pers it's a personal journey for you as well. Um, that al that always helps, you know. Having your north star always helps. Gerard, let's get to know you. All right, I'm Gerard Abdul Hafiz, the uh, invoice management analyst. So, uh, one of the things that I do, um, the most important thing that I do is I guide our customers through the technical side of getting their IT spend into our software. So it's a little bit of educating them on the steps that it takes to integrate whatever they're spending money on now with our VCOM software. And then from there, we get to show them the value, you know, through the analytics and other things like that, that we can provide. And uh, it's important to mention that because education has always had, uh, it's, it's always been really close to me. I always had a piece of my heart. My mom is an early childhood educator or recently retired rather. And uh, she's always stressed the importance of the opportunities that education can provide. And coming from a low income background, you know, in Gary, Indiana, I've had quite the journey. So I feel like, you know, that combined with my passion and uh, the opportunities that VCOM has given us to give back in that manner through our uh, internship and scholarship program, which we, I hope we get to talk more about. 
uh, you know, those things are really close to me. And, and like I said, it's important that, you know, the education, especially in this climate, continues and, and, and maintains its strength. Nice. Um, thank you. I really love getting to know you and, and hearing your stories and your journeys. This is awesome. So one of the things I like uh, to do when I start podcasts is by uh, providing some context. So before we dive in, uh, let's let our audience get to know VCOM as an organization. So um, Reka, uh, can you share a little background about the company, like what it is you do, um, how long you've been in business, the number of employees you have, and, and, and why uh, you've launched a diversity um, initiative, even though you shared that in your original answer. Um, but as it relates to the company, just kind of walk us through you know, who VCOM is. Sure. Um, we come, we are a tech company in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, we have about 115 employees. We help small businesses and um, enterprise businesses um, with their managing their IT spend, uh, which means from network to collaboration to cloud, we have solutions that we can provide um, our customers and really manage, uh, help manage their spend. Um, we've been in business for 20 years. In fact, this is our 20th year, so we are celebrating our 20th anniversary all throughout the year. Um, VCOM is uh, always focused on culture, uh, employee engagement, customer engagement, how we take care of our customers, our employees, um, and when all of whatever was happening um, in in the world um, during the summer with George Floyd, um, when all that happened, we as a team got together and decided it is time to not just say we are not racist, but to show to our employees and our customers that we are anti-racist. We are, this will not be tolerated, you know, uh, and we will not um, allow that in VCOM, within our four walls, as well as we want to make an impact in the communities around us uh, by doing something. So hence, all of the initiatives have uh, come into place. Um, for us, it is not just about saying we are anti-racist and you know putting out slogans and putting out some statements out there, but actually showing it in terms of action. So we have, you know, asked for our team within VCOM to form a committee, volunteer to be committee members, and work towards making a positive impact in our communities um, through giving back. Um, any small contribution we can make towards helping the communities of color, of minority, women-owned businesses, schools in um, socioeconomically backward areas, Anything we can do to make a positive impact and help them be successful is a win for us. I like what you said. It's about the action. Action definitely speaks louder than words. Uh, would someone else on the team like to add anything else to that? Go ahead, Gerard. 
Yeah, so to, to echo what Rekha uh, said, as a company driven by engagement, we you know, immediately felt the impact because of the way we interact, the way we drive engagement with our customers, the way we drive engagement with the community through you know, charity and other volunteer activities. It was immediately felt you know, when a lot of these tragedies happened. And thus, you know, we felt the immediate need to respond. So the conversations began taking place right away. And truly, you know, everything starts with a great idea. You know, the great action comes after. And uh, it, it was great to see that reaction. That is awesome. Um, I, you know, I like the philosophy around that of, you know, that you just, that you had to do something. And, and every action starts with a great idea. That's, love that phrase. So, I'm going to move on to the uh, to um, my next curiosity point here. So more often than not, uh, the hardest part of any new endeavor is just getting started. And diversity initiatives, you know, begin with the business case, you know, a commitment from leadership, and sometimes that's you know that's really a challenge. So I'd love to hear you know um, how uh, how you use your business case to persuade leadership that this is a worthwhile investment. When you think about, you know, um, a lot of people do these things for, you know, because it's a good, it's a nice thing to do. But when you look at the business case, you know, Cassandra, I see you're raising your hand. Tell, tell me about, you know, how this is a worthwhile investment for the business. Thanks, Yvette. Um, so what really jumps out to me when we look at this from a business case perspective is that um, diverse companies actually um, have a better business advantage. Um, when you have all of the people thinking one way, we usually only go down one path. But when you bring in diverse ideas, diverse perspectives, um, people from different backgrounds, um, suddenly you really open up your possibilities for the different paths that you can take your business down and you're able to really evaluate um, ideas more holistically and understand the impacts of the choices that you make as a business um, and the, the outcomes and kind of where you're headed. And so I think collectively uh, being able to, um, to bring additional diversity into a company and also to involve people that are within the company already um, that bring diverse mindsets and diverse perspectives together in decisions and um, kind of leadership opportunities, you ensure that your business is poised for the best competitive advantage. Um, that's what really stands out to me there. And I think at VCOM in particular, this was something that was already near and dear to our hearts. And for us, it became a matter of kind of formalizing our ideas, formalizing our intentions, making this something that um, we put our energy into. And it was important to us that we pull together not just um, a group of our leaders, but to bring in people from throughout the company and different parts of our organization uh, from different backgrounds and different experiences that could help us shape the, um, the efforts that we were taking um, when we were putting our efforts towards DE&I. Yeah, um, Miranda, go ahead. Yeah, just to just to add on to something that you know what Cassandra was saying, and also what uh, Gerard said on the previous question is, uh, VCOM has always has had a history and a culture around uh, you know creating impact with the community through volunteer action, and then also internally focusing on values of uh, being authentic with one another, having vulnerable conversations with one another, and really making sure that you know we are being transparent both internally and externally with our community and with our customers. So we had this really great foundation that came from the top down to start. 
And it was really taking what we started with as a company culture and focusing that uh, and bringing together the resources and the people that already were passionate about creating impact and uh, coming together and creating a direction for those, uh, for those people. Wow, that sounds like a recipe for success, being um, authentic and vulnerable and transparent. Um, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> um, any, anything else to add to that? Or, you know, can um, I you know, we can continue on with the, the next question? So as employers start, um, you know, working toward diversity, equity, inclusion, it's uh, critical to seek the perspectives of employees. So, you know, creating committee is one way to bring employee voices together. And uh, Gerard, I'd like for you to answer this question. Tell us about your experience participating in VCOM's a DEI committee, and how has this opportunity amplified your voice and created an impact in ways that matter to you? I just wanted to say first that the committee is everything I thought it was in the sense that I, I don't believe that leaders should be comfortable. If you're a comfortable leader, I, I challenge how you define leadership. If you're not being pushed every day with new perspective, if you're not, you know, making tough decisions, I, I challenge how you define leadership. And throughout our meetings in this committee, we've had some difficult conversations where it's been some, at some times, you know, difficult to be comfortable. It's been very easy, though, however, to be transparent and to be, you know, open with your ideas about change and the opportunities that you like to see. And uh, like I said, you know, with education being close to me, we were able to create uh, an internship program with uh, College Track. And they're an organization that also recognizes that there's a, a greater number of talent, of talented people than there are opportunities. So if we have some of those opportunities, then, you know, what better way, you know, to um, enact, you know, this, uh, you know, to take action rather in this committee than by creating and giving one of those opportunities back or two, however many that we can. I like that. Um, so when, when you, you know, think about your, your inclusion journey, um, you know, how has it impacted you, Miranda? Um, I think that for me, it's been a huge learning experience. Um, I have kind of, I've always been, I've known that I've been, I've been very lucky in life where it has something that this hasn't necessarily, it hasn't affected me in a lot of different ways. The first time that I ever, uh, that really I, I thought um, about any, anything like this really kind of started back in high school. I went, I grew up in, in the Napa Valley um, and I went to, uh, I went to a very small school. And then when I went to, uh, went into high school, um, there was a day where half of the students in my class walked out to March, um, outside. And this was before, uh, I think this was before the Dreamers Act came out and I didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> um, and so, I've always very much wanted to understand where other people are coming from, to understand different points of view and motivations. And um, kind of the beginnings of that happened that day where I sat down and started researching and wanting to understand and talking to, uh, talking to my friends who had stood up and walked out and asked them 
a little bit about you know what was going on and realizing you know they they were trying to um, they're processing what was going on in the country at you know and still is in uh, in a lot of places uh, and uh, fighting for their place uh, that they shouldn't have had to fought, fight for and I had always kind of taken it for granted that we were all already there already here. Um, and so that's just, that's kind of continued here. Um, and I, I really, again, just, uh, fostering that understanding of myself and then, you know, using what I have learned to speak to other people when I do get the chance. And if I can, you know, help, uh, help one person learn a little bit more and create a little bit more impact, I think, you know, one good deed or you know one good action really begets another one begets another one uh, and that's that's how you kind of make things a little bit better you know i love the way you started talking about how you were curious and i did research and i asked my friends i think you know having an inclusive mindset goes a long way in making the environment inclusive for everybody just wanting to learn about what it's like to walk in the person's shoes who is next to you or across from you. So, um, you know, that's, that's an excellent point. Let's uh, continue more talking about, you know, the inclusion and, and belonging aspect as it relates to businesses. So, you know, inclusion and belonging, I believe, is the linchpin of any diversity initiative. You can't, diversity is not going to work without inclusion. So Reka, um, walk us through uh, the work that VCOM has done to create a culture that values difference. Um, VCOM has, I think in my personal experience, I've been here seven years, um, is we don't just um, talk about, you know, what, what do you call, inclusion is not just, um, being hired but having a seat at the table or something like that you say right so we all experience that it's not like we get those opportunities we are given those opportunities and it doesn't matter who you are and it is we are everyone is brought into everything that happens here um we we don't feel I personally don't feel discriminated in any way among my uh, colleagues. Uh, I don't feel like I am given less opportunity because I'm a woman. Um, I feel like I have equal opportunity in everything that we do, in every opportunity that we have. And it's the same for all of our employees too. Like when we consider... Um, promotions or changes or even to start with hiring, it is, we are always looking for diversity. We believe that having diversity um, only increases our strength, only increases um, the impact we can make on our community and our customers. And again, not just having diversity, but also having inclusion where every employee is given equal opportunity um, in terms of their growth and their um, education and learning here at WECOM. Awesome. 
Awesome. Um, Cassandra, you know, let's hear your perspective on, you know, the work that the organization has had to do to create a culture that values difference. Sure. Um, so uh, some of the things that really stand out to me in this area is um, our, our commitment to our values as an organization. Our key values at VCOM are transparency, authenticity, and vulnerability. And those words um, at many companies could be just words. You know, they might just be something that's hung on a wall or that you walk by or, you know, look at on a screen here and there. Um, but at VCOM, we practice them every day. And it's that commitment, that practice to our values and to each other that really has set us apart. And I think we heard Gerard talk about that a little bit um, earlier when he was saying that, you know, in our um, committee meetings that it hasn't always been comfortable, but it's been transparent. We're able to be open and vulnerable with each other, and we hold each other accountable to those values um, daily, as well as we continue to, to strive toward, you know, getting stronger at them every day. Um, and that work that we've done consistently over the years to create a foundation where employees feel comfortable um, opening up and sharing and hearing different perspectives and um, feeling accepted for their perspectives, even if they're different from what the others might think, uh, really start to um, separate us or kind of create that environment in a way where we're able to um, to create an impact in this way. And when the time came to, um, to pull together and do something really meaningful around diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, we really leaned heavily on our existing values and our existing culture to make that happen. Awesome. It, I think, you know, for many organizations, understanding what their values are um, is important to driving where you want to be and how do I hold true to the values that I have. And also it helps with the recruiting process because when, you know, candidates see what you value and they value the same thing, it's like, yeah, I could see me being there. So I, I think you're, you know, knowing um, what you value and being able to articulate that and put that into your brand is is an awesome thing. And it, it sounds to me like, you know, you know, in, in this journey, other small businesses can capitalize on that same type of a philosophy. So thank you for sharing that. And I think I want to just kind of continue on that path where we start to talk about best practices, where a lot of best practices uh, from other companies can be helpful to small businesses um, across a variety of topics. And so diversity initiatives, right, are no exception. So um, I don't know, Cassandra, since we, we were talking about this earlier, uh, why don't you help us understand some uh, key sources of best practices that you've turned to to help you get started? Absolutely. The, um, the key resources that we've turned to um, have been plenty, um, but one that really stands out to me is um, an organization that we partnered with um, called CEO Action for Diversity and Inclusion. And CEO Action is a collective of CEOs from companies across the country and perhaps even around the world at this point. Um, but it's many different industries. I think something 80 plus industries 
and organizations of all sizes, some really large ones as it was founded and created by PwC, um, down to some really small businesses. And we became a signatory of CEO Action, committing um, to a pledge that we would take action to increase diversity and inclusion in the workplace. And one of the benefits of doing so is that we gained access to a signatory um, portal uh, that was essentially a lot of the signatory companies sharing their best practices and documenting the things that they've done that have been successful for them in their efforts to enhance diversity, equity, and inclusion within their companies. Um, and it's become a really valued resource for us at VCOM as we, we have all the heart that's necessary but we don't necessarily have all of the expertise yet. We're learning and we're growing and developing as we as we go. And um, having the access to kind of see how others have done it, what's worked for them, um, and been able to then take some of those best practices and apply them in our environment and adjust them and adapt them to fit our needs has been really useful. Um, and then I think beyond CEO action, we've done a lot to encourage our team to do um, some additional homework, do the reading, do um, the research, take some time to go understand the issues and the, you know, the, the challenges that we face and uh, what goes on internally and externally and like what are some of the areas that we can tackle now? What are some of the areas that we can roadmap and, um, and, and find resources to be able to, uh, to help us accomplish those? Awesome. Um, I've heard a lot about uh, CEO action, so thanks for sharing that. So as we bring the, uh, the podcast to a close, uh, let's leave our audience with your final thoughts. So can each of you share uh, what this diversity journey has meant for you personally? Let's start with you, Miranda. All right. Um, I think, you know, just being able to not only, you know, feel heard and to feel involved, but to also be able to make an impact, uh, to take the things that I have worked hard on to, to understand and to value um, and to find out and to not, not even be surprised to find out, but to see that reflected with the company that I've, I've worked for for the last three years uh, and to be able to take that, uh, take that even further, working with the community, working with uh, the CompTIA Executive Council. Um, it's, it's honestly, it's been amazing on a personal level, something that I deeply enjoy and have uh, really grown passion for. Um, and also just being able to give to the community and to make, make things better, uh, to come, in, come from a position of, of privilege and being able to uh, really help to turn that around and make make things right, make, uh, you know, create um, uh, an equitable solution or being a part of that solution um, is just, it's amazing on so many levels. And I'm just, I'm grateful to get to be a part of it. Well, I'm happy to have you as part of the Community Executive Council and, and thank you for sharing. Gerard, tell us what the diversity journey, um, you know, has meant to you personally. Uh, personally, it's it, it's been a very energizing process. You know, I thought it would be quite the opposite, given you know the political climate and some of the tragic events. But uh, honestly, the conversations and the initiatives have done nothing but continue to 
uh, help me see my own value, if that makes sense. You know, my inclusion in this process has been as much a privilege as anything, I feel like as well. And I, I feel like um, treating it that way has given me, you know, a different appreciation because, you know, coming from, like I said, a low income background and being a person of color, it's it, sometimes you are looked to for answers that you don't have, you know, rather than being asked, you know, for your participation. And, and like I said, bring your ideas, bring your initiatives and things like that and feel like you are a part of something rather than just saying that, you know, hey, we have a quick problem. Can you solve this? Because you may fit the bill. You know, it's not like that here. That's great. Uh, Cassandra, let's hear about it, what it means for you personally. Definitely. Um, I'm really touched first off hearing Miranda and Gerard's answers. Um, I echo a lot of those same sentiments, um, just feeling the, the commitment together. I think it's that collaboration that we've had as a committee and we've actually broken our larger committee of um, nine of us, including our executive sponsor, Rekha and I, and six others from our company. Um, we've broken that down into smaller subcommittees and um, seeing just the collaboration, both as a committee at, at large, as well as our smaller subcommittees and really getting to work closely together on uh, the initiatives that we're owning um, has been such a rewarding process. And um, just knowing that, that we're making an impact in the ways we can. We're starting where we are and we know that we're gonna continue to evolve and continue to find new ways and different you know, things to do that can make that positive impact in the community and within our company and for the people that we serve, whether it's our customers or employees or even our kids as they're growing up. And so for me, that's just been such a heartwarming experience and one where um, I feel like I'm continuing to learn through the experience and, and from my peers in this process. And it's been um, a great opportunity so far. Thank you. Rekha, take us home. Um, so for me personally, this has been a journey, I would say, of learning and growing. I can definitely say I am a, a much different person than I was five months ago. Um, there were a lot of things that were unknown to me. And one thing I have realized and practiced um, all throughout this is be empathetic. Be empathetic. Like Gerard said, don't look at um, your black employees for solutions or for answers. Don't look at them to come and take this initiative or join the committee and take it on and run with it. When I encountered, when I talked to my team members and they said, we need space, we need time to think through this, um, I was like, that is right. Like, I can't look at, you know, our uh, community of color or, you know, within our employee base or our black employees and expect them to take this on. No, it is on us. It is on the rest of us to take this on and to run with it and to make a positive impact on everybody. And so empathy, empathy is big here. Um Try to understand, try to, like you said, for a second, try to be in someone else's shoes and experience what they experience 
And if someone comes to you and says, this is my perception, don't, um, don't write it off because you didn't perceive it that way or that was not your experience. You, you take time to listen, to understand, and help them in any way you can to see through that, to talk through that, and just be there for them. Show, show your people that you're there for them no matter what. Support them. And, you know, that has been a major learning for me throughout this journey. And like everyone said, we still have a lot more to learn and a lot more to do. Well, that's awesome advice. And I can't thank you all enough for sharing it with us. So, you know, that concludes our podcast for today, folks. And uh, the community has resources to help you get started on your diversity, equity, and inclusion journey. So if you go to comtia.org and put in a search bar, um, diversity and inclusion plan for technology SMBs. Um, that's one resource we have. Another resource we have is guide to hiring without unconscious bias. So check out those resources and uh, be on the lookout for the next Advancing Tech Talent and Diversity Community Podcast. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the CompTIA BizTech Podcast. For more information on CompTIA membership, communities, and councils, visit comptia.org membership. If you enjoyed this podcast, the greatest compliment you can give us is subscribing, sharing, and liking the broadcast.